Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome. Good Wednesday to you. Hey, speaking of that, uh, we're at the midpoint of the week. Coming up tomorrow, not only do we have uh, the Bill Michaels Show, but tomorrow night we have the Bill Michaels Huddle. The Huddle is back tomorrow night. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Go to BudLight.com. Tomorrow night, Lily Zhao from Fox 6. Scott Grodsky from CBS 58. Both going to be here on the panel tomorrow night as we get you ready for the Packers and the Lions. Looking forward to that. Uh, In the meantime, I want to get back to the topic at hand, and that was what we kind of previewed a little bit earlier Are you starting to buy into or is the Packers' defense beginning to change your mind? From from it being a liability, not necessarily to being an asset, but to being just good enough. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Is the Packers defensively, are they changing your mind to the point where they could be just good enough and by that I'm talking about getting you to a Super Bowl 855-830-864 I think it's a fair question what we've seen over the last couple of weeks uh, 19.6 points per game given up by the defense they've played better you're seeing a little bit better play out of Rashawn Gary Kamal Martin Obviously, Zedarius and Preston Smith have played better as of late. Zedarius Smith has played pretty well all season long. Preston Smith starting to come on. They go to Mike Pettin. They said, hey, with Kenny Clark, hey, turn us loose. Let's, let, let us, let's simplify this. Let us do our thing. And uh, at least for the time being, it seemingly has paid off. So you tell me, are you starting to buy into the Green Bay Packers defensively? 855-830-8648. I want to get your opinion. 855-830-8648. Um, FHL for kids says, I may be wrong. I'm wondering what good offense they have stopped. Indianapolis, question mark. Um, my question to you is this. I We never said stopped. 
Never said stopped. I said, are they enough? Okay, there's a difference. It, you, again, you're going immediately to a shutdown defense. That's that's not what we're saying. It's not it. And Indianapolis, by the way, put up, what, 27? 27 against the Packers. It ended up 34-31. But remember, special teams gave it up. Packers turned the ball over and put the defense in precarious positions on three different occasions. And then, obviously, at the end of the game, they gave the ball up yet again. So, yeah, you know what? You can say Indianapolis, but they didn't They didn't stop them, but they did enough. They, they the Defensively, they created two turnovers. They could have won that ballgame, should have won that ballgame. They just didn't. 855 Philip Rivers had a decent day against him, remember. Wasn't wasn't bad for him. But the defense was put in some tough positions. I look at it this way. The defense, when it came to third downs in that game, they were at 38%. If I remember correctly, the Colts, i got to go back and look, but I think the Colts were like 6 of 16. And that, yeah, they were 6 of 16, 38%. In that game against Indianapolis. So did they shut him down? No. But did they slow him down? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Colts, the Colts starting in the third quarter, they got a field goal. Then they had the touchdown. And then the Colts had drives. And remember, they uh, the, the Packers had the fumble. In the fourth quarter, so uh, the Packers' defense stiffened and they held them to a field goal. Then the Packers uh, turned the ball over on downs. And then the defense stiffened and held them to a field goal, then a punt. So in that fourth quarter, I mean, they scored They scored on, on three, what is it, uh, four out of five possessions. Really six possessions, but the kneel down was with only three seconds. In the second half of that game, they scored, but they scored a total of 16. They had three field goals and a touchdown. Whereas the Packers in the second half punted, three and out. Punted, three and out. Fumbled the ball away. Turned it over on downs on a nine-play drive and then kicked a field goal and then fumbled. I, I can't fault the defense for that. So did they stop them? No. To answer your question, no. But they did enough to win. The offense didn't do enough to win. So if that's the game you're going to go back to, you're kind of making my point. You know what I mean? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Hit us up over on the Facebook fan page. Uh, Mike says, nope, horribly weak against the run. Very poor tackling. Week 16, very scary. Um, Again, I go back to the statistics. When you look at this team, against the run, against the run, they're 14th. They're still in the top 15. Rush defense, giving up 114.6 yards per game on the ground. They're 14th. Red zone is not good. Red zone efficiency, they're 23rd. You get down there, chances are you're putting points on the board. But if you think that when it comes to defense, 
Points per game, they're 15th. You want to be, t- you would like to be top, near top 10. Okay, you don't want to be giving up the points. But total defense, you're you're 11th. Rushing defense, you're 14th. Passing defense, you're 11th. Third down defense, you're 11th. You're 23rd in takeaways, but the takeaways have come a little bit faster here as of late. Meanwhile, your offense, number one points per game, number two in total offense, number eight in rushing offense, number five in passing offense, number four in third down efficiency, number two in red zone, number three in giveaways. They're the third best when when it comes to turning the ball over. The Packers are. So you tell me. Uh, Bill says, not really. Uh, it's week to week, play to play. It would be nice if they were great or even consistently good at this point. Uh, they need to make one or two big plays on defense every game and avoid giving up any. If they do that, they can beat anybody. Uh, no, not until they play a high-caliber team and prove to me that they can stop them. Uh, let's see here. Didn't they do that to New Orleans? I think they did that to New Orleans. Um and then uh, that was actually brought up, and then the argument to that is, uh, well, what have you done for me lately? I'm not just saying their pack, the pack is not legit, but they're beating up on cupcake teams. It doesn't tell me anything. Okay. I Like I said, I think a lot of people um, are still sitting here. Les says uh, they're still below average. They have trouble with fourth and long. Uh, they need to shore up that defense. It's easy to use the cliche of shore it up. The bottom line is that they just got to get better in the trenches. They need another big, beefy body in the trenches. But I I said that when we had Pete Doherty on a little bit before, I think everybody's sitting back with their, their, their arms folded saying, show me something. Beat a good team. Mick says, not changing my, my tune, but seeing Kiki improve and Martin looking like a great draft pick has me more help, hopeful that our run defense won't won't be such a liability. So maybe he's starting to turn around a little bit. That was uh, Mick over there on Twitter. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Give me your thoughts. Do you think that this defense is going to start turning your uh, turning your your sights around a little bit, your opinion around a little bit? Would love to hear from you. Uh, give us a shout. Want to hear from you, and uh, we'll continue this discussion. Also, many of you chimed in over on the Facebook fan page. I'll try to get to a lot of that over there as well. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Cusp of the holidays. Had a hair off the dog that blew in my eye. <laughs> Sorry about that. Teach me to pet the dogs during the break. Uh, and no matter what the holidays uh, that you're celebrating this holiday season, this December, uh, remember, you can give a gift to the farmers and the refinery workers and the truck drivers and the dispensary workers. That is... 
if you've got a car that's newer than 2001, you can run unleaded 88. Or if you've got a flex fuel vehicle, try E85 at the pump. I know Quick Trip carries uh, unleaded 88 at many of their locations. Jets does a little bit as well. And uh, I use it. I encourage everybody to do the same. And you can reduce the amount of petroleum in your gas, replacing it with the renewable corn ethanol. And uh, there's an increased demand for that right now. And you're helping out all the workers right here in our own backyard. The money stays here. It stays for the farmers. And, and because that's all that corn that you saw in the fall that looks like it's all dried out in there, that's ethanol corn. So uh, you're helping out the farmers. And you're helping out all the uh, the different farms and such in the dairy state that do dairy and the corn and ethanol. And it's all produced locally here in the state of Wisconsin, the upper Midwest, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Michigan. You can help them all out. It's it's something little. It's something you do every day, though. Everybody goes gets gas. But you just think of, make it a conscious, conscious decision. Uh, you can go to, for all the facts, by the way. I've always said this. Go to abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. And don't miss this chance to be really a true advocate for the farmers and such. Uh, and give them a shout. Abetterfuel.org. That's abetterfuel.org. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Talking about this defense of the Green Bay Packers, how much they can or cannot, in your opinion, support what the offense is doing and help this team out a little bit more as they start to maybe, maybe statistically get a little bit better as the season winds down. Let's go to Chuck listening to us in Green Bay on the fan. Chuck, how you doing up there? I agree. It's really a nice day today. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. My Listen, pleasure. What's up? I think the, the defense is going to be fine. You know, they still need some help. But um, I got another question that I, I'd like to get your opinion on, and that's about sure. this MVP discussion that's going on. Yeah. Um, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my my thought is that the MVP should go to the player who's most valuable to their team. Um, correct. As opposed to just who has the best statistics in the NFL. Um, right. You know, because I think if you take Rodgers away from the Packers, he's gonna it's going to be much, much more uh, a problem than if you take Mahomes away from Kansas City. I would uh, – I no, I would agree with that. I, and I've said that all along. Who is the most valuable? Now, like you stated, it does come down to statistics and wins and losses and how that team is doing and the season that they're overall having. But when you look at the teams, I mean, Russell Wilson was pretty much the front runner for a long time, and then all of a sudden he has fallen off. But when you look at the teams uh, and then the weaponry, Kansas City with Tariq Hill and Sammy Watkins and Demarcus Robinson and Marcus Kemp and – and obviously Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in all of football. You got Chad Henney backing him up, backing up Patrick Mahomes. I think that Chad Henney, could, depending on the, t- uh, the competition, could probably get you a win. Okay, I'm not saying Chad Henney's good. I'm just simply saying he's serviceable. Uh, I don't know if Tim Boyle could get you a win behind Aaron Rodgers and do what Aaron Rodgers is doing cerebrally, obviously. Um, so I think Kansas City is good, although Kansas City has proven this season they're not the same dominant uh, defense that they've been in the most recent year past. But I agree with you. I think uh, between Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers, you look at the statistics, they're 1, 2, and 3, 3, 2, and 1, uh, 2, 1, and 3, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but I think the most valuable to his team and to the success that the team has had, I would say was Aaron Rodgers. But uh, And appreciate the phone call. But when you look at what Patrick Mahomes has done in the highlight reels, which is where a lot of national eyes tend to get drawn to. You look at Kansas City and their season, 
and and what they've done, then people start to say, okay, um, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs and their schedule and some of the some of the games that you know have been big for them. Um, you know, when when Patrick Mahomes was going over the top and beating the Buccaneers and putting them out to an early lead. I mean, granted, the Buccaneers came charging back and only lost that game, I think, by three. But it was all it was all Patrick Mahomes all the time. And then obviously this past weekend, you know, they're beating up on the Broncos. Uh, they, they, you know, he, he brought them back against the Raiders. The Raiders were, you know, on the cusp of possibly beating them for a second time this season. And he pulls it out and they get a 35-33, win, something like that. I can't remember. But, you know, that's where the highlight reels come from for, for Patrick Mahomes. Now Aaron Rodgers is starting to get some more of that. And obviously the combination for him and Devontae Adams but you look beyond Devontae Adams and, and you start to compare the roster. Is Tariq Hill, Devontae Adams, okay, you want to say those two would kind of, you know, you know, mark each other, you know, negate each other out. After that, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey. Does Is anybody on the Packers roster that you would consider even close to Travis Kelsey? No, of course not. Although I think the Packers have a better run game, even though the, the Kansas City Chiefs did pick up Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is not their, their go-to guy, their first-round draft choice. Edwards Hilaire, I think is his, uh, how you pronounce it, is, is their running back. So, uh, you know, I, 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 w- I would agree with you, but I think I'm also looking at things through green and gold glasses. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Mike listening to us in Germantown. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's up? Hey, Bill. My lunch break is almost over, so I'll make this quick. I think that uh, – I think the Packers' defense is – kind of trending in the right direction over the past couple weeks for me but uh the big thing for me is going to be when they play the titans i want to see if they can stop the run against the titans about you know i know that uh they've been they got gashed by delvin cook that was it a 90 yarder or 80 80 it was a big run and they yeah i I think that happened a couple other times and i know it was earlier in the season but um Overall, I like our secondary when they're healthy, um, uh, but that's kind of iffy too. I mean, King and all those guys are getting concussions and little dings here and there, but eh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just I'm not sold that this is a Super Bowl caliber defense, and I think our defense needs to be there. And with our special teams not being so special, I don't think our offense can carry the day in a Super yeah. Bowl. And eh, So that's where I am. I appreciate it. No, uh, it was Dalvin Cook. In that second matchup, and it was a quick pass out to him, and he goes, I think it was 50 yards. Uh, that was the touchdown play. He, it was a pass, actually. It wasn't a run. The longest run from scrimmage he had was 37. But remember, he had three touchdowns. total four touchdowns in the game against the Green Bay Packers. Because in that game, he had 160-something, 167, 163 yards or something like that, um, yards rushing. But I think he had, wasn't it uh, like 225 yards total offense Dalvin Cook had? I mean, he was just wild in that game. But they gave up 160-something yards rushing in that contest. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. And by the way, in that game, if I remember correctly, the Vikings were 50% on third down. Packers couldn't, couldn't get off the field. That was one of the worst defensive performances I'd seen in a while, and a lot of arm tackling. It, it just absolutely positively drove you crazy. Just drove you crazy. 
Um, let's do this. Uh, let's get to some of the Facebook fan page comments because there's a ton of them. Um, this one is from a Kevin says, I still have no confidence in the defense. Still has to be consistent. Special teams are really bad as well. Uh, this one is from Brian who says they still need to be more stout against the run. If a team like Minnesota and the 49ers last, last year, pound the ball at them, they still struggle to get off the field. Uh, Justin says no confidence in this defense. Let's see how they do against Derrick Henry first. Uh, this one is from Don who says if they stop Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, then I'll believe. Okay. Here's my question. And, and our last caller, Mike, Mike brought up the same thing. He said, let's see if they stop Derrick Henry. What do you want to see them do? For you to become a believer, okay, because it seems to be everybody circling that game against Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, okay, for you to become a believer, what do they need to do against Derrick Henry? Because when you say stop him, stop him from what? Stop him from scoring? Stop him from 120 yards, 110 yards, 90 yards, 80 yards? What? What, what is – because to me, if they win the game 35-17, 35-21, Derrick Henry maybe gets into the end zone just one time, they hold them to about 120 yards, but they're able to get off the field. Their third down percentage is, say, 35 to 38%. And he doesn't kill them. And the Packers do what they normally do. I think that's a successful day. That that then proves what it is we're saying, that the defense is getting good enough to where they can support you. And that would still keep the average right around 19.6 points per game if they scored 20-21. You know what I mean? But if you're saying uh, if they beat them – 35 to 10 and hold Derrick Henry to less than 50 yards and he doesn't get into the end zone. I think you might be you might be smoking some rope. Cuz I th- this defense isn't that. You know what I mean? So what do you mean by stop Derrick Henry? Because a lot of you were saying that. I just don't know specifically what it is when you say when you want to see a stop, what is the stop? Uh, this is from Thomas. Thomas says, I just want to see better tackling. This team has so many arm tackles and so many opportunities to make a play, and they just don't. What seems to be the problem? Why don't, why don't they tackle in practice? Well, why doesn't anybody tackle in practice? You know? Why doesn't anybody tackle in practice? Because they don't want to get guys hurt. That's the reason. They don't want to get them hurt. Uh, this one's from Allen. It says, to beat Tennessee, we need to score points in uh, in the half. They are running back. Uh, they're running back on the bench and make them throw the football. Thomas says, I don't think it's the players; it's the scheme. You got to get your guys in the right spot to be successful. And I don't think uh, that Mike Pettin is doing that. This defense is built to have a lead, and if they don't, they get killed on the ground, especially when they play nickel on first down. I that I agree with. I'm not going to say it's all scheme because there have been times where guys – look, Kamal Martin last week, opportunity to make a big play in the backfield. He shot the gap. He was right there. He just overran it. That was his fault. That wasn't scheme. He was in the right place at the right time, just overran the play. Okay? Very next – well, I shouldn't say very next play. Very next series comes back, same thing, only this time breaks it down earlier, makes the play. Gets the hit, brings the ball carrier down. So sometimes it is about the Jimmies and the Joes. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. We'll continue this coming up here in a little bit. Uh, Seth Galina, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. We're going to talk with him. The, the Big Ten has come out and said that they will not require Ohio State to have six games to get into the championship and face Northwestern if they cannot find another opponent to play this coming weekend. We'll talk about that, what that means for the college football playoffs, where the shuffling is going to go on, 
and uh, what he thinks the Final Four quite possibly will be. We'll get into that discussion. And then coming up after the top of the hour, an interview you're going to want to hear. Tyler Dunn, remember him from the Bleacher Report? Kind of blew the lid off of Green Bay. Well, he's the publisher of a new website called Go Long, golongtd.com. That's golongtd.com. Wrote a very in-depth, really good in-depth piece on the Packers and the choice of Jordan Love. And we're going to talk with him coming up after the top of the hour. So stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show is coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. You are with us, Seth Galena, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. You can find him at PFF underscore Seth. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Seth, how are you doing today? I am fantastic. It is snowing like a lot right now. So I'm, Where I'm at? concerned about my car. Uh, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But this is only the second snowfall this year. It's already December, so... Uh, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay, there you go. Uh, well, good luck with the snow. I'm glad we're sitting uh, close to 50 today here in Wisconsin. We'll take that every day of the week. I'm sure there's some people out there golfing or getting yard work done at this point. Hey, I wanted to ask you, the college football playoffs, uh, nothing really changed, uh, even though the controversy is about Ohio State. They only have five games. They're not going to be playing this weekend against Michigan. They're still scrambling to find another team. However, uh, it looks like the Big Ten is going to uh, give them the exemption to still play in the Big Ten championship game uh, against Northwestern. So do you think it's fair to what they're doing for the Big Ten and for Ohio State? Well, I'm not sure it's fair, but I think this is the result that we all expected because money. Uh, they <laughs> Big Ten wants a team in the playoffs, and they weren't going to – if you know, Ohio State doesn't play this week and they don't play in the Big Ten championship – I don't know if the playoff will, you know, take them in with that little amount of games played. So at least them being the official, you know, Big Ten winners, assuming they were are, are to beat Northwestern next week, um, and that probably puts them in because. And, and again, it goes back to money. The Big Ten absolutely needs a team in the uh, college football playoff. Obviously, Ohio State is good enough to be there. Uh, there's no doubt about that in terms of their you know, talent on the team. But I. You know, in terms of like the resume over a full season, I think I think if they wouldn't have played this Big Ten championship game, uh, they're more deserving teams, I would say. So Clemson in at nine and one, Notre Dame and uh, Alabama both undefeated. Two teams that are sitting there scratching their head: Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati. They're like, "What do we got to do? We've won our games. We've played." We've had games canceled. We've done everything we can possibly do. We just can't seem to get a sniff. Does this again point towards they have to expand the college football playoff system? Well, so it's funny. I was reading about this, uh, or I think I saw maybe uh, Stephen Godfrey's tweets, who's like one of the better college football guys out there. And he was saying, like, you know, it'll happen eventually. And I think we're all in agreement. I think we'd all just want to see more good teams play against each other. That's why I'm in favor of the playoff. But I don't think it's going to happen because the group of five teams keep getting left out. It's going to happen because eventually 
some power five teams who maybe weren't conference winners or maybe are conference winners in a given season get left out. Because those guys, again, who has the money? It's the power five. They're going to want their teams in because uh, they're not going to want to get snubbed, uh, you know, time and time again. So, unfortunately, it's too bad because, you know, we might miss out on two really good teams. Like Cincinnati has one of the best defenses uh, in the country. Coastal Carolina's offense, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people watched them for the first time against BYU this weekend and last weekend. What a super fun offense they have. We're going to miss out on them. And, and you know, Cincinnati could get a New Year's Six Bowl. That probably is going to happen. Coastal Carolina might not even get a, a New Year's Six Bowl at this point. So we're, it just it sucks. It's, I don't know what to say. It sucks that we're not going to see these teams play against good teams. Um, then I wanted to talk about the rest of, you know, the, the college football playoff analysis, so to speak. You look at it. Now, again, Ohio State, should they lose to Northwestern, Northwestern doesn't find its way in, sitting at five and one, going for six and one against Ohio State. Northwestern doesn't suddenly jump up from fourteen into the top four, correct? Yeah, I think that would be too high of a jump. I mean, again, that would be too bad as well, um, because maybe with a full season, maybe they're you know eleven and one, and and everything's different. Though, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think they. That's too far of a jump. Do we look at Georgia and Oklahoma with two losses that are right there on the cusp, both sitting in the top ten, top eleven? Do we are we giving too much respect just to the conference? Like Georgia, with a couple of losses, I know they've fallen from uh, eight, or from eighth to ninth in the college football playoff rankings. But a, a two loss SEC team, and in, in they're still getting more respect than some of these teams with one loss or no loss at all. Yeah, and I think Georgia. Like again, if we're just going to look at talent and like who we think would beat who on a given day, yeah, Georgia is, is a top whatever team. But they haven't played like that, and they lost their two important games. They lost to Georgia, lost to to Alabama, and probably didn't look that great. They didn't look very Georgia-like in those two games. And also, hey, look, you mess up your quarterback situation. That's on you. That's mm-hmm. not that's not our fault. It's not our right. fault. You played, the, the, you know, like the, the, the worser of the quarterbacks that you had on roster for the first half of the season. Uh, so yeah, I think they are getting a little bit of a benefit of that. I kind of hope I hope that they don't. Um, jump any team because they, they haven't looked good in, like I said, the two games that they've been that the two important games. With you know, with Oklahoma, the team that that's really interesting is the team they're going to face in the Big Twelve title game, Iowa State, who the committee absolutely adores for some reason. I'm not saying they're a bad football team. Um, they're a fun football team. I like a lot of stuff they do on that football team, but they still have two losses. One of them's to a uh, a Sun Belt team who lost to the Coastal Carolina team that we were just talking about. So. I'm not that. That to me, the most baffling one. But they keep moving up the rankings. Maybe, maybe if things fall their way, we could see Iowa State in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, what could what, who who may end up jumping up? We're talking with Seth Galina, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. So, who do you think has the best shot? I mean, does does and I don't even know what the schedules are because we've seen so many games postponed or moved or changed or whatever. Florida sitting at eight and one on the outside. Texas A&M sitting at uh, seven and one on the outside. Uh, you've got Iowa State, who you had mentioned, Cincinnati. Uh, of that cluster, who do you think has the best shot at maybe possibly jumping up into that Final Four? Uh, you know, hopefully for, it's Cincinnati, but that's not, that's not going to happen. Uh, then, obviously, I mean, it's got to be Florida because, you know, in terms of remaining games left, it's, they have Alabama. And if, and if some results go their way, if a result goes their way in the ACC title game, all of a sudden – they could very easily be the number one ranked team, right? You know, if the if they if Florida goes and beats Alabama, and you know Clemson comes back and beats Notre Dame, all four of those teams are going to have one loss. 
And Florida's only loss is going to be because they they had a fluke fumble at the end of a Texas A&M game, and Texas A&M is going to be the fifth ranked team in the country. So that you could see Florida even jump. I don't think it's going to happen. You could see Florida jumping up all the way to number one in in in, a, in some sort of parallel universe. So that would be my take. I mean, it's it's like I'm not going that that far down the list. They are just outside the playoff right now. But that would be my take. To uh, if there was one team to jump in, it, it would have to be Florida. Just get, given given their future schedule. Before I let you go, I do want to touch on a couple of things. The, the Wisconsin Badgers, tough, a couple of tough losses. Uh, defensively, they played pretty well, but offensively, turnovers, a young Graham Mertz coming in, uh, taking over for Jack Cohn, who was injured. Graham Mertz looked like all world in the first game, and then after that, things tailed off a little bit. Uh, what do you see future-wise for the Wisconsin Badgers? Well, I think the future is pretty bright. And like you said, the defense – uh, I believe they are first or second in the country in our like you know defensive efficiency metrics. So that I mean they they've been as good as you can you can hope for. The thing with Mertz is he's young. Uh, we thought he was we thought he was something that he probably wasn't at least at this point in his career after the Illinois game. And then when you and then of course now look in hindsight you go back and you watch the Illinois game the game and you say well you know Illinois is not very good on defense. <laughs> like uh, there are a lot of guys uh, wide open there on this on this. Uh, uh, you know, in this Illinois secondary. Now, with that said, Mertz put the ball in the money every time. Um, I believe 21 throws, and we charted him as 21 catchable targets, which is like the highest percentage, um, you know, in terms of like a minimum threshold of like 15 throws that we've ever seen in a PFF college football year. So it was good. Uh, it was great, but maybe that defense played a part of it, and we can see it now when he's playing against um, some better defenses. Uh, that it hasn't been quite there. With that said, it's going to be there at some point. And and the whole team is young. So this is a, mm-hmm. this is a year, all right, we thought after the Illinois game it was going to be a great year. It didn't end up turning out like that, but I think we saw enough from him and, and some of the other younger guys that this could be a team that really, that really does some damage in the Big Ten uh, in the next two years, really. Seth, great to talk to you. Some interesting stuff. It's a weird college football season without a doubt, and we'll watch it all culminate. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Seth Galena, senior college football analyst for Pro Football Focus. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Seth, at PFF underscore Seth. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. I want to say hi to the gang listening to us. Uh, Mark and Anthony and everybody listening to us uh, on our fine affiliate in Platteville, in Platteville on ESPN Radio and Queen Bee Radio and such out there. I love those guys, and they're such good people. And uh, I miss uh, being able to get out that way. I, I really do. And hopefully when all of this ends, we get out and do a lot of our affiliate visits, uh, you know, more and, and really quick and and uh, get a chance to say hi. And same with Paige and everybody listening to us uh, on the Bay City's Multimedia Center up there, uh, WMAM our affiliate up in Menominee and Marinette, and I, I want to get back to an Eminem football game. I, I, man, that is on my, on, my, on my list of things to do because I uh, really enjoy it. Obviously, our friends at WJJQ AM, uh, AM and FM, uh, as a matter of fact, up there at CBS Sports Radio, up in the Northwoods, up in Tomahawk. Had a great time up there this year doing some riding and enjoying myself, and hopefully we can plan some bigger and better things coming up in 2021. But just saying hi to some of our affiliate stations and people that are listening all throughout 
the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get into a little bit of discussion of what we were talking about, about the Big Ten and where it kind of goes from here. In the meantime, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical. New Mail Medical says, hey, look, we know the holidays are here. And if you're going to be out and about, you're going to be going to parties, maybe do a little shopping, you're going to be out uh, you know, doing the social distancing thing on your own and buying for everybody. Uh, all you got to do is make sure that you've got enough energy to do it. And if you don't, you're over the age of 30. It could be low T. You don't want to be the guy they call the Grinch, right? My friends over at New Mel Medical, they can help you out with all of that, like they helped me, and you're going to have a, a bunch of energy. Enjoy all that the holidays have to offer. And when it comes to gift giving, what better gift in this pandemic and quarantines and everything else when you don't want to social distance with that significant other, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to make sure you give the best of you. The medical medical experts over at Newmel Medical Center have a 98% success rate of treating guys with ED without the nasty side effects of the pills or the creams. And there's a lot of great food. I know there's great food come uh, come this time of year. You don't want to go into 2021 coming out of the pandemic. You don't want to want you don't want to do it going, man. I put on a ton of weight. Start working it off now. And they can help you out with the all-in-one weight loss program like I'm doing. I made a vow when we went into quarantine that I was going to do the Emerge Challenge, and I'm going to emerge from this better than what I was when I went in. And I haven't seen some of my coworkers in probably six months, eight months, and I want people to go, damn, that's the way it's been. And it's been going really, really, really well. So um, if you're like me and you want to come out of all of this and go into next year and get into summer next year in a, in a better shape, it's a great way to do it. Call them, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mel Medical Center, 414-455-4451. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. Week 14 in the NFL, and the Packers are headed to Detroit. At 9-3, Green Bay looking towards a spot in the playoffs. Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari. We control what we can control. Obviously, we need a little bit of help with the last four games. You know, obviously, because the Saints are ahead of us. But if we take care of our business, which you know we what we need to do, Coach always talks about we got to go one and zero this week. We got to do that four more times in the regular season. We can put ourselves in a good position to have the first round by. The Packers face the Lions, who after two and a half years fired their head coach Matt Patricia. There were some reports that people in the building were so happy after hearing Patricia was gone, they broke out in applause. Daryl Bevel took over as the interim head coach. The Lions responded with a dramatic come from behind win over the Bears. Quarterback Matthew Stafford. His energy is infectious. And- and guys feed off of it. You know, I really appreciate him as a, as a person. You know, I think guys, uh, you know, enjoy being in the building this week, had a great time, you know, still worked hard and, and got our work done. But, you know, it was just a, obviously a, dif- a different message um, from a different guy. You know, not not saying anything against um, Coach Patricia. Just It was just different. We still got to go out and play good on Sunday. That's Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Peace up. Peace up.
Welcome back. Bill Michael's show is on the air. We're glad you are with us. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Hey, talking about all these different teams, the rankings, where everybody's going, and uh, don't forget, uh, there's an app. It's called BetQL. B-E-T-Q-L. BetQL. BetQL, you can be smarter, beat the books. If you're going to do uh, now it's not a betting app, but it, it kind of they do all the work for you. All the stats, all the info, everything's right there. So all you got to do is uh, go to BetQL or BetQL.com if you're on your you know computer. But BetQL, uh, not a betting app, again, purely a tool for people who use uh, all that data to make better bets and stuff, but it's called the BetQL app, BetQL, B-E-T-Q-L. Check it out right now on your Apple, your Android, whatever phone it is you happen to have in your hand at this time. Coming up next, uh, remember Tyler Dunn? Tyler Dunn was uh, the guy that wrote the, kind of blew the lid off of Green Bay with the Bleacher Report article that nobody wanted to believe. No, that never happened. You can't talk bad about our team. Well, a lot of it turned out to be right. And uh, got a new website out called golongtd.com. That's golongtd.com. And one of the initial articles is about the Green Bay Packers. And it's a read, uh, but it's a very comprehensive read. It's called The Green Bay Packers Have a Plan. It's genius. Talking about the drafting of Jordan Love and uh, the taking of A.J. Dillon. And the master plan, he says, however, just may be brilliant. And he lays it out as to why. When we all ask the question, how could Brian Gutekinds and Matt LaFleur do this? How could you fail to give your quarterback weapons? Why are they wasting Aaron Rodgers? All the things we've talked about. He's like, whoa, slow your roll. There's an issue here. He'll tell you what it is. That conversation. We'll have Tyler Dunn with us live in person coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.